All right, so welcome to episode 24 of The Space in Between. In a moment, we will be sitting with Karina, who is a senior nomad teacher and one of my closest friends. And this is sort of a special episode because this is my birthday week. And I thought, who do I want to share my birthday week with? And I thought of one of my best friends. So we sat and we talked a little bit about our abandonment issues. So a little bit of that perspective of, actually, we had different perspectives. So just kind of looking at the different perspectives. So that's coming up soon. But before we get there, what's happening in Nomad Land? Lots of awesome things happening this month. So this Sunday, uh, April 14th at 4 p.m., I get to collaborate with the beautiful Erica Forcell, who was on our podcast a few weeks ago. She's my acupuncturist, and she also shares breathwork. So we're bringing her breathwork and my Movement 109 together, and we both have done both. (laughs) And we're really interested to see what happens. And I'm I'm saying this this month of I'm not accepting presents, but your presence. So if you would like to come celebrate also um, my birthday... That's another reason why you should come. (laughs) But that's April 14th, this Sunday at 4 p.m. And we will be moving and breathing together. A really beautiful, beautiful practice. I'm so interested to see what happens and who comes. Uh, We have a few more spots available. So sign up at Bar, Body, and Soul. And then later this month, I will be at Namastasis, April 26th. That is a Friday. So Becca Roberts Studio in Fishkill. And I will be also sharing Movement 109 there. And speaking of Becca Roberts, uh, she and I will be in Belize November 17th through the 22nd. So we'll be leading a retreat at Thatch Key in Belize, which is, uh, we were there earlier last year, myself leading a retreat. Really special place. It's basically our own private island in the Belize Barrier Reef, um, Barrier Reef. So uh, go ahead over to nomadalwaysathome.com and find out more information about Movement 109 and the retreat in Belize. And then finally this month, what's happening is our tribe training. So we uh, tribe, we teach resilience, increased balance, and endurance. And so we're basically bringing the tools of yoga and mindfulness to the active duty in military. So if you are a yoga teacher, if you're active duty, if you're a veteran, or you're just in a position where you already work with active duty, or you're just really passionate about this mission of ours to share the tools of yoga with uh, active duty, this is the training for you. It's a weekend training We're teaching how to integrate not only the physical practice, but breathing and meditation, mindfulness, and uh, self-care, and the philosophy of yoga into the military culture. And I have to say, I was really, truly honored to hear last night when we graduated our cadets and veterans at West Point, our 200-hour training, two of the cadets shared with me how now that they are yoga teachers, that they are going to be teaching yoga to the cadets moving forward, but not only the yoga practice, the physical practice, but they're going to teach a philosophy night afterwards to the cadets. And I thought, this is what we're doing here, right? It's not just about moving their bodies because military is a very physical culture, but we're actually making these tools super simple, super practical in a way that they want this. They want this. They need this. So if you're interested in learning how to integrate these these practices, these tools, this weekend training is for you. It's April 27th and 28th, 1 to 7 p.m. Um, we have a number of people signed up, but we still have spots available for that. So, uh, And if you're a yoga teacher, it is 12 12 hours of continuing education through Yoga Alliance. So we're registered there. So sign up. <laughs> you can go over again to nomadalwaysathome.com to sign up. So that's what's happening uh, this month in Nomadland. And now let's go celebrate and sit with my friend Karina and your friend as well. <laughs> okay. All right. So... 
I'm back here with Karina. Hello. Hello. And we were having a discussion via text. Uh, and I thought, hold that thought. <laughs> Let's talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, well, sort of a couple of things were happening. We were doing our own thing that we do. But then also last week, we released uh, our interview with Therese, mm -hmm. which I don't know if I had told you, but when I listened to it, so I did the interview with her and I was listening to it and I was kind of upset with myself. Did I share that with you? Not until later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I know I did with Therese. Okay. So I was listening to it and I was like, man, I talked a lot. And I really want to make sure when I have these interviews with people, like today we're having a, like a very like a mutual conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But when I sit down and I have interviews specifically, I really want to make sure there's space for the person. But sure. for some reason, it was like my first time talking to her. And I was really excited because I didn't know that we had so much in common, mm -hmm. uh, personally and professionally. So she was sharing her story and I was like, oh my God, I want to share this. I want to share that. But when I was listening to it, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I kind of said too much. And I remember sort of catching myself in the interview and then I held back the rest mm -hmm. of the time, but it was really from this place of like pure excitement and enjoyment. Sure. And, but so I texted her before I released it. I was like, oh, I'm listening to it. No toilet flushing because <laughs> that was an issue. But I'm really sort of upset because I, I feel like I, I talk too much. And okay. she was like, oh my gosh, you know, please. I had such a good time. And she was nothing but complimentary, but I was sort of like, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, from your perspective as the, the podcaster or the interviewer, it yeah. wasn't what you wanted, but I'm sure she enjoyed her conversation with you. And that's kind of what this is, right? Is yeah. a place for connection to take place. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so when she felt good about it, I felt good about mm -hmm. it. I was like, okay, that's my own thing, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm constantly checking myself and I've been sort of doing, putting more of myself out there because I've been getting that nudge from various people mm -hmm. in my professional life and it feels uncomfortable. So I'm being sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk about that a lot, I guess today. But so it was sort of in this place where I was just checking myself and okay, she feels good then I'm going to feel good. Yeah, just let it go. You're just going to let mm -hmm. it go. And it was funny because that morning that we released it, I put up a photo of myself, like a f selfie, mm -hmm. and talked about how like uncomfortable that was. Yeah. And in the midst of that, I sent you a text. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> and it was an email uh, from, I don't know who, but it was a person, I'm going to be totally transparent and read it. It's was it a comment on the... So for our website, mm -hmm. we have comments, mm -hmm. but you can write on them, but Squarespace sends everything to me for okay. me to approve. So mm -hmm. it wasn't live. Okay. Thank goodness, because I was a little uncomfortable with this. Yeah. Um, and ha to say this, yeah, it reflects poorly on me. But um, if this was about anybody else, I wouldn't put it up either. I wouldn't put anything sure. negative up. So the person is, I'll read it. She's referring to the podcast, Therese, mm -hmm. her story of storytelling. Therese was awesome. The interviewer was awful. Egomaniac. Super annoying voice. Keep up with the great guests, but please have someone else do the interviews. Yep. <laughs> I was like... Oh my gosh. And honestly, it was like, it hurt so badly mm -hmm. to receive that. But it was also really funny to me because it was like, that's what I felt about right. myself. And I really do believe everything in the universe is a reflection. So it was like this troll, as they call them, sure. um, was reflecting something that was inside of me. Mm -hmm. And so it was really <laughs> kind of like humorous, but heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, critical feedback is great and all, but that's <laughs> yeah. a little unnecessarily mean. Yeah, you know? it was. It was. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying that because mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, maybe I do have an annoying voice. Maybe I need to change that or whatever. Uh, but. No, and you are definitely the farthest thing from an egomaniac <laughs> that I've ever known. Thank you. I appreciate uh -huh. it. But yeah, yeah, so 
it was quite interesting to have yeah. all of that being reflected on, on that same day too, because the, here I put myself out in a different way and a different platform, yeah. right? On my own private social media. Mm-hmm. And then, but then all I got was like people really sharing their stories yeah. and, and saying thank you for, you know, holding that space to give yeah, me that. You had so many positive comments yeah. and people appreciating everything you're doing and yeah, I mean, I think we've talked about this a lot where you can have, you know, a flood of positive feedback and then one negative comment and that's yeah. that one seems to be all that matters. Yeah. You know, somehow it takes over. And that's where our patterns come mm-hmm. in, which that's where we kind of segue into mm-hmm. what we want to talk about today is that those patterns, especially of negative thought patterns, mm-hmm. but specifically what we want to talk more about today is the abandonment issue. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And so that was a huge practice for me because I mean, I'm grateful because I feel that I'm surrounded. I've surrounded myself by a lot of really supportive, positive mm-hmm. people. And I'm super like, I'm always grateful for that. But yeah, every once in a while, it doesn't happen that often, yeah. um, this happens. And what I am practicing is to not serve it, right? right? To acknowledge it, not to avoid it. Acknowledge it, see, is this truth? Sure. Okay, let's move forward. Right. Or is there some truth to it? Yeah. And maybe, and there, there is, maybe there is something yeah. to that. You already thought there, there had been mm-hmm. things you could have done better, yeah. right? But that doesn't mean you shouldn't have released the podcast, right? It's all, oh, yeah. all, it's all no, for the learning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because, and I, and you know, if Therese had said that she was uncomfortable right. she would have been like, do you want to, I would have absolutely had done it again because mm-hmm. I, it, that's the most important thing is that she feels comfortable. If I sound like an idiot, I don't care. <laughs> like <laughs> I do those little shorter ones by myself every uh-huh. other week and pretty much 70% of the time I'm like, I probably sound like an idiot, but you have to do it anyways. Right. So. Well, that's the thing about putting yourself out there, <laughs> yeah. right? Is that somebody is not going to like it. Somebody yeah. is not going to like it. Somebody's not. Yeah. But you know what? They can continue to listen or mm-hmm. participate in some way and complain, but not to me. Because if you do, I'm sure. just not going to pay attention. Yeah. If it's not valid, yeah. I should say. Um, or they're just not going to listen and that's okay yeah. too. Then move I mean, on. And I hope that they don't listen because sure. I don't want to annoy you. Yeah. Why are you coming <laughs> into my space if you don't like me? Yeah. Go away. Yeah. Like I have always felt that in the yoga classes, this always comes up in teacher training. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you might have been there when we discussed this is just sort of those people who are distractions. Mm-hmm. And I always say they just probably just want some attention. Yeah. And I often don't, unless it's... Um, a safety issue for sure. them or for anybody else in the room. I don't usually address them because that's all that I can give them attention in a different way. Uh-huh. I prefer to give them an attention a different way, but if they want that attention in a negative way, right. I'm not your person right. and they will find that somewhere mm-hmm. else. Um, and you know, I've been quite lucky with that in the past, yeah. uh, but I know, and you probably have related to, there are certain teachers who are constantly complaining about that same sort of person oh, sure. coming into their plas- mm-hmm. class and it's like, oh, that's sort of... Yeah, they must be feeding them in some way. There's some yeah. sort of, yeah, reciprocal relationship mm-hmm. in some way mm-hmm. that's probably not pleasant, but it is, it's mm-hmm. their pattern. Yeah. I mean, I spent a lot of my life not putting myself out there for fear of that person, you know, yeah. that troll saying something. Um, and I guess I thought I couldn't handle it, but as I have kind of grown out of that and put myself out there and it's gotten easier and, yeah. you know, my feet have become planted firmly enough that that doesn't throw me at all. And I think Good. that's the same for you. Yeah. You might have that moment of, ow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you yeah. mind like, exp- can you, do you mind sharing a little bit about what that used to look like for you? I mean, what that used to look like for me is just keeping everything hidden until I thought it was perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, that is, I am a perfectionist in recovery. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do anything that would, you know, um, kind of reflect on my, myself as a creative yeah. person unless it was oh, and you're good so enough. creative <laughs> you've sent me so many amazing things you're so creative yeah um, but I mean I, I've yeah. gotten to the point where it's like hmm, this is this is what it is and I'll share it with anybody yeah. who wants to see it and some people are gonna not relate to it and that has to be okay but yeah um 
I mean, it's still scary sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know. It is. <laughs> but it is a practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so when that did happen, when you just decided back then, mm-hmm. like, oh, well, maybe I will just try to show mm-hmm. the world. And maybe you did get something that was somewhat negative. What did that look like for you? Just out of curiosity. Um, I'm trying to think back. I mean, the <laughs> I think the most... The thing that's coming to mind for whatever reason is when I started bringing the chanting into my yoga classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that was terrifying. I never used to sing in front of anybody. You know, I think part of it came from the fact that both of my parents were musicians. um, And my dad tried to teach me things because he wanted me to be a mini him. (laughs) You know, that's like how he relates to the world. Mm -hmm. And if you don't relate to music, he doesn't relate to you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he tried to teach me piano and he tried to teach me drumming and I was into it, but he was an awful teacher in that if I (laughs) messed up or I wasn't following his instructions or I tried to, you know, I remember playing Yankee Doodle without reading the music because I just figured it out and that was easy for me. And he could tell that I wasn't reading the music and, you know, lost it on me. Um, so I think that kind of situation mm-hmm. made it very difficult for me to feel like I could share my musical side unless it was like up to up to par. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, yeah. So for a long time, I was just kind of had my little chanting practice by myself and thought about bringing it to class, but that scared the crap out of me. And so I didn't do it. And then one night (laughs) I woke up in the middle of the night and just the thought came to me, you got to do it. You're just going to do it. (laughs) And then I went back to sleep. And I think the next class I taught, I did it. Yeah. Um, And my hands were shaking and I was really scared. (laughs) Um, And somebody walked out of my class, but it had nothing to do with that. Oh, yeah. And then your whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it had, I didn't know what had happened. Yeah. It turns out um, she had just had shoulder surgery and the class that I, you know, it just wasn't working and she Mm -hmm. was in pain and she had to go. Um, She didn't want to interrupt things by telling me all of that. Okay. Um, so I found out later, okay. but at the time, it when was you're like, singing, oh you're like, my God, <laughs> yeah, like, what am I doing? Yeah. But yeah. then, you know, I was at a point where I can, you know, kind of talk my thoughts down and remind myself that I don't actually know. Yeah. And even if that was the cause, there were, you know, however many other people who stayed and really enjoyed it. And I can't let that one person, person who possibly didn't enjoy it, you yeah. know, I can't let them rule the day. So, yeah. you know, it's just practice. And we don't have to it. say the name of the studio, but I'm curious, is it the same studio we both taught at in the past? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's so funny that you're saying that because... I, first of all, I think you have such a beautiful voice. And the first time I heard you sing mm-hmm. with our other nomad teacher, Samantha, mm-hmm. what did I say to you? You wanted to choreograph a dance to it. And what did I do? <laughs> you did just that. <laughs> <A> TEDx. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was just, I mean, I think you both were s- sort of like looking at me like, does she like this? What's going on? <laughs> Wait, I remember you yeah. both being sort of attentive. And like, I was like on a whole nother plane, mm-hmm. like dancing somewhere. And I was like, I'm going to dance with you guys. And it's so true. Cause you, I, I, you have told me that before that you were a little nervous, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know that to the extent of that, uh-huh. but I never, I never got that impression just mm-hmm. so you know. Um, yeah, you have a beautiful voice oh, you. and you need people to share. <laughs> I mean, you need to share it with people. Um, but so it's funny because where that happened for you is where, and I talk about this with Therese, and I don't know if I told you this, but so the first time I met Therese, mm-hmm. she was doing the teacher training at that space and she was in my class. Okay. And I don't usually get, I don't care if people leave the room. Like mm-hmm. I'm concerned, you know, I want to make sure that they're okay. Right. But if it's something like they're not into it, you know, they're not feeling it, it's not what they signed up for. Right. Um, I'm okay with it. Like I usually really don't, Mm -hmm. but for some reason that day, 
I was really struck. I don't know if it was the look that she gave me because she just sort of stared at me and left. <laughs> this is Therese, the first time I met her. And okay. I was like, oh, okay. Like stared at you for how long? She was not doing anything. And I was about to go over and say, are you okay? Because okay. uh-huh. I usually, like if somebody is, if I can see somebody struggling, mm-hmm. I'll let them have space because I don't know. Like maybe they just are dealing with a grief oh, sure. or something. Yeah, so I don't want to bombard them mm-hmm. in their space. But if I see... They're okay. And I'll go, are you, you know, I'll I'll check in with them. But Mm -hmm. so I was giving her space and I was like, okay, she's not happy. Mm -hmm. And I was just about to go over and she stood up and she stared at me. (laughs) She looked at me and then she walked out of the room and I was like, whoa. And it was in my head the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. And, and then that was that. And then later on, I found out that she had to drop out of the teacher training because she had a heart heart palpitation. The hot yoga was affecting her. And even though my class was in a hot yoga class, I think it was still warm because there was a hot class prior. Mm -hmm. So it was affecting her. But so it was in my, so it's just funny how you're yeah. sharing this story. And that was the time and that was that at I the same her. studio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and you know, there was sort of an interesting energy there at that mm-hmm. studio. Um, but it is, it was just, it's sort of funny to have this full circle yeah. coming back to ego really and how we both had ego situations. Yep, ego check. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, but yeah, that one that she it affected me greatly, yeah. and then I found out I was like, oh, okay, it had nothing to do with you. Yeah, guess what? It usually do doesn't. Me. And you know, and I was also grateful to know yeah. that she was okay. Yes, and we we briefly had a conversation about mm-hmm. it. She said, oh, I'm so sorry, I left, whatever. Mm-hmm. But we never had actually talked. Like that was just hi da 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 da, and then mm-hmm. talked, and then I didn't really ever talk to her until the podcast. Okay. So it was. Just, it was funny to just sit with her the first time and acknowledge that. Yeah. Anyways, that was sort of a rambling, but <laughs> um, yeah, I think that you have such a gift and it just shows us like how much we get in our heads Yeah. of, of um, our own insecurities, our negative thought patterns. We get in our own way and we forget way. that like when you put yourself out there, yeah, yes, maybe that one person is... Yeah. Being a dick. <laughs> can I say that on this podcast? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. It's fine. And if that uh, person is out there, you know, thank you for giving <laughs> us content. You know? Absolutely. I'm actually really I grateful. Think we owe them for a you. gift basket. Well, okay. I don't. <laughs> Nomad is not sending you a gift basket. We don't necessarily have that in our funds. <laughs> but we are really super grateful for you to have given us this opportunity mm-hmm. to talk about this kind yeah. of situation. And, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I try to remember that, you know, so many people are afraid of putting themselves out there. And when you or I do it, even if it doesn't come out perfectly, it, uh, I think it gives other people permission to do the same. <sighs> And even if they don't do it right away, um, typically the response is not going to be one of total judgment. It's going to be, wow, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, can we, can we do a shout out to Steve Windows? Yeah. (laughs) Because he was one of them, your stepdad. Mm -hmm. And I know he listens. So hi, Steve. Hi, Steve. (laughs) But yeah, he was one of the many people who had written on my little post on Mm -hmm. vulnerability. And he actually said that, you know, thanks for giving me permission. And uh, that, that right there, it does, it gives us permission, right? To sing or dance or whatever, just be ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And gives everybody else permission too. And I, that's what I really, this, I'm sort of experimenting with social media. It's like, how can we make this a positive thing? Yeah. You know, and how can we really make it a platform for us to share our stories in a really beautiful way of celebrating us, Mm -hmm. celebrating each of us? Yeah. I'm reminded of something that I just want to mention because it feels um, (laughs) appropriate. You know, I am talking about how I didn't want to put myself out there for fear of not being perfect. However, uh, I remember a friend of mine telling me how she felt afraid to sing in front of people because she thought that people would think she was showing off Mm. if she sounded too good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that's the same, it's the same weird mental thing that people are somehow going to, uh, (sighs) 
like just there's just judgment it's judgment, it's judgment and it's side. fear oh, of not being oh, liked yeah. a fear of yeah yeah, yeah. either you're it's the abandonment thing mm-hmm. which we should probably say well we're sort of already there sure but <sighs> yeah no and I thank you for bringing that up so and how did and just to continue that yeah. thought does she still do it anyways mm-hmm. oh good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I think that's that's sort of it, it's been an interesting journey for me in the social media wo- world because I used to be a professional dancer. Yeah. I that's what I did. I wanted to dance for as many people as I possibly could. Uh-huh. And most of the time I didn't get paid or got paid very little <laughs> just because that's how the dancers are, but I mean, I was very proud of my art. But for some reason I don't and I'm exploring it now. I there is, I don't know if it's social media or just my transformation into being more of a yoga teacher mm-hmm. and just looking at, you know, the ethics of that and having my own sort of conversation about, you know, yoga being showcased, right. you know, that is it an art or is it showing off to sure. a certain extent? Mm-hmm. And so coming back to movement for me to dance through Movement 109, mm-hmm. I have been like, Ooh, is this okay to show people that right. I dance? <laughs> and it's so funny because I wouldn't, I mean, social media didn't exist prior, you know, when I was right. dancing mm-hmm. more so. Mm-hmm. I was sort of just like mumbling there, here and there. Mm-hmm. But it's just so funny how I'm coming back to it and I feel like weird about putting myself out there. And I'm not even doing like the dancing that I used to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just dancing in my living room. Mm-hmm. I'm, well, that might be part of why it feels it's more, more vulnerable. Yeah, that's your personal true. practice that nobody would get to see otherwise. That is true. Thank you for saying that because mm-hmm. I didn't actually think about that until I just said that too and what you were just saying that because I feel like it is. It's a lot more intimate. Yeah. It's the stuff that I would do even then, but it was my therapy mm-hmm. and I didn't show it. And when I'm on stage, it's more of like a persona even right. though it was me, it was some sort of, so yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. Um, but it is sort of also interesting with the timing of social media and yoga and like having that, those two things be this gap between. Yeah. And it's shifting again, mm-hmm. even, you know, it's, yeah. it's interesting to watch because there was like, you know, a surge of yoga people on social media just showing you how bendy they could I think become. they're still there. We just don't follow them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> just so you know, every once in a while I look at like you might like, and I'm like, no. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that I don't want to speak ill about them. They're doing something sure. beautiful. I know you're not either, but it is, that's... Yeah, I don't know. No, I no, I don't. Yeah, none of it is bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we should be clear on that. That yeah. like, I don't think we're showing up here and saying, "Oh, that's bad to do. You shouldn't be doing that." Yeah, but it's more of, it's the intent behind it, mm-hmm. right? And you know, I think your intent is to reach people um, in a very, you know, a genuine way, where you're going to attract the people who are needing to hear your message and needing to break open a little bit and mm-hmm. have that permission to share what's really yeah. there. Whereas, you know, some people are out there for, you know, to gain followers, right? Yeah. And they're going to put out there whatever it takes and it's not necessarily coming from that place of vulnerability that you've been yeah. exploring. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually, we, I think, I don't know if it was with you, but I had that conversation too on one of these about the okay. intention of just mm-hmm. what is the intention mm-hmm. behind whatever you do, whether, right. what, whatever you put on social media, or however you present yourself, right. what is that intention? Mm-hmm. It always comes back to that. Um, I want to talk about this meme you sent, not okay. to just completely change well, the subject, but we're here. <laughs> so, yeah, we pretty much check in with each other every day mm-hmm. in some way. And we, it's usually like ends up being like text therapy sessions for both of us, which (laughs) is awesome. Awesome. It's so awesome. (laughs) I'm so grateful. But then one day, did we have, were we having a conversation already or did you randomly? I can't remember. (laughs) It's an ongoing conversation. (laughs) Yeah. But so you sent me this meme and I'll do my best to kind of draw this picture, but it's basically like sort of in the background, it's the office, right? It's Pam. Uh-huh. And she's sitting there and there's probably this episode where there's like two of the same things and it's, she keeps going, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. So yeah. what the meme says is 
There's two things here. One says, a slight chance in intimacy or affection. Slight change. That's what I said. Chance. Oh, oops, sorry. Slight (laughs) change in intimacy or affection. Thank you. (laughs) Then the second one, being hated and abandoned by them. So those were the two things side by Mm -hmm. side. Then it says, corporate needs you to find the differences between this picture and this picture. And then she writes, or she has underneath Pam from the office, they're the same picture. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So a slight change in intimacy or affection. Second, being hated and abandoned by them. Mm -hmm. And then you were just like, right? Or something. (laughs) And you were like, uh, not really. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm so glad that we can be honest with Uh each other. So let's look at yours first. So Okay. Yeah. So you saw that and you saw, it's the same picture. Yeah. Not necessarily hated. Yeah. You know, that's a very strong word. Um, But yeah, a slight change in intimacy or affection. Any change. However small. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, yeah, abandonment. They're like, bye. Bye. I'm out. Uh Uh-huh. And it could be the story behind it is, oh, I'm sick and I can't get to my phone. Yeah. I've been in meetings all day. I have been throwing up. I, you know... I'm tired. <laughs> but your but your immediate your immediate conversation goes to abandon ship. My immediate conversation goes to oh they changed their mind. Yeah. No like matter. whoever, it doesn't matter who yeah. it doesn't matter whether it's a yeah, a romantic person, a friendship, mm. a, you know, it's it is a, a pattern that has shown up over and over and over again and I have so luckily got to the point where I recognize it yeah. and, you know, I can stop that story in its tracks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely like, um, it's just a groove that's there, right? So my mind goes there automatically with no trouble at all. It just flows right there. Yeah. And then I have to recognize what's going on um, and that that's just something that has been you know, ingrained in me since however long, whether it's childhood or 500,000 years, <laughs> I don't know. You could have been carrying that karma for many lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't, we don't really know. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe somebody else can read all of that, but sure. yeah, you and I sitting here, we don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think that what you said there is really key because you said, I noticed it. I think noticing is so huge, mm-hmm. right? Noticing is the transformation right there. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's not the full transformation, but it's a huge piece. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like kind of step one. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's a huge step. Oh, one. yeah. It's a huge step one. Yeah. It's like a step that you have to climb up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I can notice things and still let them eat at me, mm-hmm. you know? So then there's the step two, which is shifting that conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've gotten pretty good at that too. <laughs> yeah, I think you have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely, <clears throat> I definitely feel like, I don't feel like I've seen you on the, like an extreme version of that. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've been, we've been coming closer since you've been really working through this. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I've seen you on that like zero to a hundred in terms of. Uh, no, maybe if you out. knew me when I was 15. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I'm meeting you in a really good place yeah. where I I feel that you have grown since I've really become close I with you. I should hope so. Definitely. But um, but I think that you started in a good place. That's yeah. sort of what I'm trying to okay. say in a really awkward way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you are just, I'm just always impressed by you, how you communicate so clearly um, with me, but mm-hmm. also just with people that I know that you might feel like you are, you can contact me like, I have, I'm having this feeling right mm-hmm. now. And what do you, you know, like you, I, you basically are telling me you're kind of walking through the steps yeah. for yourself. It's not like you're even asking me for advice. Right. It's mm-hmm. just, I'm there for you to do your own thing. sounding board a little yeah. bit. And, and like, I'm kind of like, yeah, you got this. Also a reality <laughs> check, you know, it's like yeah. sometimes you're so in it it's like, what well, it, 
is this okay to say? I think this is what I need to say, but yeah. can you just check me, please? Yeah. And, and that's I've, really helpful to have. Yeah. And I feel what I'm trying to say is basically when you have ever, whenever you've reached out and asked me, mm-hmm. I'm always like, yeah, you're on it. Like yeah. you've got this. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, let's touch sure. you off the ledge. That's not <laughs> a good thing to do. You know, nope, you're not having right yeah. thoughts, <laughs> you know. I yeah. feel like you're in a really good space now. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thanks. But it is. It's a practice. Ew, yeah. Well, that's the thing is I'm in a good space, but it's not as though I'm just coasting. You no. know, it's... It's constantly constant. mm-hmm. practicing mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. and noticing and calling yourself out, holding oh, yourself yeah. accountable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then so the meme, so you sent that to me mm-hmm. and I was sort of like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> And so then we started this whole conversation about like, what does abandonment look like? Yeah. And so for me, and I don't mind being really super personal for me, like I know my abandonment issues well, and they could have come in previous lives, mm-hmm. but in terms of my parents, they definitely did abandon me mm-hmm. and in various ways, you know, and, and I think I wrote about this recently too, or maybe it was with you. I can't remember. Um, but I felt like I didn't have the the typical abandonment where it was they just weren't there or I never felt loved. Right. You know, I know a lot of kids, unfortunately, feel that a yeah. lot. Uh, and so that carries on into the rest of their lives. But mine was very confusing because both of my parents were super loving, super affectionate mm-hmm. when they were with me more or less super my mom was very present when she was with me my dad okay he had really great intimate moments mm-hmm. of being a good dad but then there were also moments he wasn't yeah but when there but there was a lot of physical absence mm-hmm. right abandonment mm-hmm. and then there was emotional abandonment because of that uh so but i've never it was i never felt like what you were saying was they don't love me anymore or, right. or like me anymore, sure. right? And yeah. for me, I never felt like it was that. Okay. I never felt like, oh, what did I do? Because mm-hmm. they always assured me when my parents separated, no, it has nothing to do with okay. you. And there was a little bit of that, of course, but I always felt like it's because they don't love themselves. Like I knew that yeah. from a young age, like that is their own stuff and I'm suffering because of it. Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing for a kid to understand. It was, yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy. And I don't, of course, they didn't articulate that. Yeah. But now I'm realizing, oh, I actually knew, I actually really mm-hmm. understood it. Mm-hmm. Just the way that how I had relationships with them. Um, yeah. Because I didn't share a lot with them. And I never thought, oh, I can't share that with them because they're going to leave me. It was because they couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You were kind of protecting them. I was always in protection Mm -hmm. mode of them. Oh, I can't tell mom about what dad did because she couldn't handle it. I couldn't tell my dad what he did (laughs) because he couldn't handle it. So you were putting your own needs aside to make sure that they were taken care of and that. Yeah. yeah. And that I just, I felt like they had already too much on their plate. Mm -hmm. And it was because mostly this, now I'm understanding more the rootedness of not loving them themselves yeah. at that point yeah. or just being very insecure. I mean, my mom, I think, was very insecure when they split up mm-hmm. because, you know, there was a lot of abuse there sure. and she didn't know what the hell was going on. And so, um, yeah, it was... So when I've gone through my relationships, like my marriage, same thing too. Great guy, mm-hmm. Very like he was very much present for me in a lot of ways, but he was very emotionally unavailable because of his own stuff. Mm -hmm. And we always knew that. Yeah. Like we had conversations about it. So you never, you never worried that it was about you. You always understood, you know, he may not be showing up in the way I need him to, but it's because of this, this, this. Yeah. There was always excuses and, Mm -hmm. but I know he loves me Mm -hmm. and that's my pattern (laughs) Yep, is attracting like the little broken leg dog, Uh right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> or whatever. It's like, um, yeah, that's my you old can, pattern. Yeah. So if anybody's out there, I'll love you, but <laughs> I'm not trying to hang around and fix you. Um, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I had a a very different experience in yeah. that you know I had one parent who was a rock, you know, and 
another who was just, you know, just very inconsistent. I think that is probably the key word. Yeah. Um, in that, you know, I, I never felt like I came first. Mm-hmm. Um, there are always other things that were more important. And there were, you know, I think we just had a hard time connecting. He, you know, for his, now I know it was all because of, you know, I think he has mental illness and mm-hmm. all kinds of other issues that had nothing whatsoever to do with me. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think I started to realize that probably you know, in my early teens, and it has taken a while to actually uh, understand that as fully as I do now. Um, but, you know, um, growing up, there were periods of time when he wasn't there at all, and then periods of time that when he was, yes, he would show up and be my dad, but at the same time, you know, if he was in one of his moods, mm-hmm. and that happened often, um, any little thing could set him off, right? Mm -hmm. So I could express myself in some way. Maybe it was just too loud for him or Mm -hmm. I might, you know, whatever it might be, um, if he didn't like it or he was in a mood and it made him, it set him off, then, you know, I would kind of get his wrath and he would yell. He was a yeller. And so, you know, that always felt like my fault. Like, oh, I did that. Like, what did I do wrong? Um, Uh. Yeah, I... and that definitely contributed to my fear of putting myself out there. God, yeah. Um, Especially with that, what you said too about the music. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it also, you know, I think ingrained in me this idea that, you know, that is what love looks like, right? That it could yeah. be there one minute and the next it could be completely gone. And I might have done something, however small, to drive it away. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know that that's very, very, very not true, <laughs> but that has kind of played itself out, you yeah, know, over time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. So abandonment mm-hmm. looks different mm-hmm. in so many different ways. And <clears throat> it is, it's quite interesting hearing you speak of it. Cause I see, and we've, we have connected about that, um, those scenarios before, but I did, I saw it in a different light with that meme Uh because I was like, Oh, that's not my thing. Oh, good. That's one thing that isn't mine. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about yours. Yeah. We've always been able to talk about kind of our our childhoods and kind of connect. Um, and feel like, you know, we, we have, there's some similarities there, but they're also very different looking and the way that it's affected us is very different looking and yeah. Yeah. But the way we're working through it is very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Just how we are learning how to communicate mm-hmm. first with ourselves, but then also finding safe people. Like mm-hmm. you're a safe person for me. I'm a safe yeah. person for you and just putting ourselves out there so that we can practice that with the kind of neutral people and then the people that ee, we might actually yeah. have feelings <laughs> for that might actually abandon us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Yeah. And I think I told you, I have a, a practice that I've been doing of, um, I'm just carrying around my little notebook yeah. and anytime these patterns show themselves, which is a lot, <laughs> um, you know, it can be, if I don't have, say, you to talk to at that mm-hmm. moment, or, you know, I don't always want to be, quote unquote, burdening everyone around mm-hmm. me with what's going on in my head constantly. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like I need to just work through it on my own, but yeah. to keep it inside my head doesn't always work the best. So yeah, I've just been making little notes of Hey, look, this is a pattern. That's interesting. Okay. Um, oh, hey, there's another one. And it's been really, really helpful just to That's kind of great. get it outside of myself and recognize it as a pattern. And once it's on paper, it kind of doesn't have that same power. Um, yeah, that's great. The, and do you yeah. handwrite it? Mm-hmm. And you were saying to me before, it's like bullet points. Yeah. You're just sort of listing them like mm-hmm. a to-do list, but it's... Yep. Just as they come up. Okay. Like, Oh, this thought, this thought is a pattern. I know. think about this one a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how long have you been doing this? Because I think this is a good tool for people. Uh, maybe like half on a month. It's not a that month. long. Yeah. yeah. I remember you yeah. telling me not that long ago. And then, and you have it in your 
bag. Mm-hmm. I have all it with time. me right now. Somewhere. And then you just pop it out and you write in it. Mm-hmm. Every day I've been doing it. Have what have you been? How have you been seeing the change? Like, what does that look like? The change, if there is a change. Um, the change say. is that there's a lot less anxiety. Oh, good. Um, you know, certain things that. I can recognize used to cause me a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. You know, I might have a moment of it, but then, you know, it's in the little book and it is <laughs> labeled as a pattern mm-hmm. and something that doesn't need to um, continue. Okay. You know, and it just kind of feels like I'm able to put it down like a lot that. more easily than I once could. I'm going to try yeah. this because I said to you before, oh, I write in my journal. Like that's pretty much all I do is when I write in my journal is about my patterns. But just the way that your approach is, I don't know, it feels a bit different. I used to feel like I, I if like I was going to write in my journal, it had to be like, this is all the stuff that has happened surrounding <laughs> this idea that I'm trying to get out. And let me yeah. write 14 pages. Well, of, yeah, it's like an analytical thing. But yeah. You're just, just basically like, oh, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. There's something really powerful about that. Like you said, you're just setting it down. Yeah. Or it'll be a reminder. It'll be like, remember, remember not to let this get you. You think about this 500 times a day. Yeah. You don't have to right now. Yeah. (laughs) Because you already thought about it 400 times. Exactly. 499 (laughs) times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to practice that. Cool. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so interesting, these different tools that we have. I know. It's like become fun for me. Yeah. It's work, but it's fun to be able to catch myself and climb out of it, you know? Well, that's where the fun is, is you realize how your power, the power of thought just Mm -hmm. is truly, it is real. Mm -hmm. We are our thoughts. We create our thoughts. And... These tools, like you writing down, you know, your, your, um, your bullet points. Mm -hmm. And I'm just thinking too of like specifically the here and now I'm feeling that you and I have practiced together Mm -hmm. with Elizabeth and Bruce. That is also a really active practice too. Yeah. And how that, that's what I really practice is the here and now I'm feeling. And that shifted so much, not just my thoughts. Well, yes, my thoughts, but it affected my body. Yeah. You know, I had, and I think I spoke to this before of how I was like in crippling pain and you've seen me when I had my period, like Mm -hmm. in a fetal position. And now I'm at this point where I practice here and now I'm feeling, and I go to acupuncture, but I don't even take Advil. I was taking four Advil every four hours. And That's I saw you, insane. I yeah. know, well, it, you turned the light on for me cause yeah. you came over one day and you're like, Oh, I have my period. Uh-huh. Can I have an Advil? And I was like, gave you four or something. And you're like, what? you're like, I just need <laughs> one. We'll do it. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? You're in pain and you're just taking one. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at you amazed. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, something's wrong yeah. here. But that practice shifted because it was the shifting, the way I was perceiving the quote unquote pain. Mm. Mm-hmm. And um, and then it actually started to shift yeah. and I don't feel that sensation I'll say now. Mm-hmm. And to a point where I forget, I'm like, Oh, I should probably put a tampon in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I'm used, that pain used to be like, yeah, <laughs> that was your warning sign. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm like, Oh, Oh no, I have to pay attention to this. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. But these tools are life changing. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's really fun when you really get to see, oh my God. Yeah. I think something else that um, I've actually learned a lot from you, and maybe we've talked about this last time we had the podcast, I don't well, remember. Share again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but is really just the, the non attachment piece of it. Yeah. Um, that's something that you say a lot. I'm not attached. I'm not attached. <laughs> I'm like, really? Wait, what? Really? <laughs> um, and yeah, so I have started to recognize that that is a big piece of it for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, you know, these patterns come up and a lot of them are surrounding attachment to things being a specific way. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to be able to recognize like, you know what, I have had a lot of people come into my life and go out of my life mm-hmm. and, you know, 
moves and changes and all the things. And every single one has made me into more of who I want to be. Absolutely. You know, so if there's a thing that I like right now, that's great. But I also want to remember that it will flow how it flows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if a thing comes, it might go also. And Mm -hmm. if it goes, that's okay. And I have survived up until now and, you know, more than survived. Yeah. You know, learned and, every time. Yeah, and in retrospect, you needed that thing to go away for the other thing to exactly. come in. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think we did talk about that. Okay. But I'm glad that we brought it yeah. up here. And if we did, I don't remember, but that's awesome because yeah. we're remembering <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I say unattached because I do. I really feel that it's important to set intentions, let go of expectations. Yeah. And I'm not saying I have perfected it. And usually if sure. I'm saying I'm not attached, it's because I'm reminding myself. Yes. To, to <laughs> yeah. So it's I'm not saying it's so easy yeah. breezy. I have times. not perfected it either, but it, it's one of those things that I'm constantly reminding myself yeah. that, you know, things come and they go. And it's always, it always feels like, um, or at least I'm recognizing more and more how mm-hmm. much, you know, that last experience prepared me for this one, you know, whatever it might be, whether it's, you know, a friendship, a work experience, like Mm -hmm. it's just all, it all seems to just fit in a way that I can't possibly have planned. Yeah. Thank you for that. When you were saying that, I was just thinking of, um, Facebook. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause now Facebook, I think I've been on for 10 years or something. I don't know, but, um, have you ever like looked back at your friends? I often do cause I invite thing, people to events okay. for Nomad and I realized like, oh my God, I had all these people in my life before okay. and they were so important yeah. for that time and space, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. but they, my world or their world shifted yep. and I wasn't attached to it. It was like, oh, okay. But right. there are, sometimes we get attached oh, to yeah. specific yep. people, usually romantic relationships or like really close friendships. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. have that grip around them. Where you can't where imagine no your life without that, you know? Yeah. Um, I think people get attached. I mean, not even just to people. Like I have had friends who, um, you know, I used to live in San Francisco and I had a couple of friends there who, said I will never live anywhere else (laughs) okay you know they were very very attached to their place their place yeah Um, and one of them is actually moving Ah. right now (laughs) (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. we are funny humans Mm -hmm. human beings we are funny we are very funny because we do we think that this one thing that's in front of us time and space is like oh my god that is the thing that I will have forever it's the thing we're comfortable with and yeah in that moment but sometimes we're not even comfortable in it yeah. It's familiar. Familiar. With. That's, yeah, yes. that's probably yeah. a better word. And that's where the patterns come in too. <sighs> yeah. It's like, this is familiar. This feels easy. It's so true. Yeah. But it's, and then you realize when you have some just slight shift, you realize that actually was not easy. It was right. just easy in that that's all you knew. It was easy because you didn't have to put any effort into turning, turning directions. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. But turning directions can be actually easier in yeah. some ways. Yeah, it's usually the way yeah. to go. <laughs> do you feel, speaking of attachments, where mm-hmm. what do you feel when you do feel attachment? Is it places? Is it things? Is it people? Um, it's else? usually people. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, you know, because when I have people who are important to me in, in my life, mm-hmm. I, you know, I am a very... Um, I don't know what the word is. Maybe you can describe me, but I, <laughs> I give myself to my people. You do. You, you know? definitely are. And You're very loyal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My people are very, very impo- present. Very important to me. I know. We're, you're very important to us. Oh. For sure. At least for me. I can't speak for all your other people. You're very important to me. Well, I do seem to get that reflected back. You yeah. know, the people in my life are also very loyal and present and giving to me. Yeah. Um, so I imagine, yes, I imagine they feel the same way about me, but I, that does make it hard when, you know, there is a shift or somebody moves away mm-hmm. or, 
you know, whatever else life brings. And yeah. suddenly that person who was you so know, centered. Yeah. I know. We might be feeling that a little bit <laughs> later this year. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> Shush. I know. We'll see. I have no idea. <laughs> You're not attached. I'm not attached. <laughs> You're not attached. <laughs> I'm not attached. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, mm-hmm. What else? Is there anything else you want to touch on? Um, I don't know. Do we dive deep enough into abandonment? Uh, you tell me. Oh my gosh. I There's mean, so much we could, we could go probably for another four hours <laughs> on that. <laughs> I think it was a good starting point. Yeah. Or whatever that was, the place that we are now. Yeah. Because it's been a conversation already. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's been quite interesting, that and this whole idea, because I did a couple weeks ago on, on vulnerability, and that's sort of what I'm doing with social media is like putting myself out there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And there it is. It's those little abandonment issues come back. And mm-hmm. I want to get through that. I mean, I know it'll always, like be I don't want to say it'll always be there but maybe a little yeah it's gonna be whispering yeah it will be there as a whisper but even if if you keep doing it the other the other things get louder yeah Yeah. exactly and that's what I that's what I see this practice is of putting myself out there a little bit more as those voices get Mm -hmm. louder right and those emails about egomaniac da 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 are getting quieter (laughs) right um and again, not to fulfill my, like, oh, I'm not abandoned. It's really just to give us all permission that we all have community. Yeah. We oh, all have. It's also just a practice of not letting those fears win, you know, yeah. and for everybody. It's all an and illusion. Yeah. And if you can talk about this and, you know, as you're doing right now and put it out there for people to hear. And, and you are too. And I am too. And yeah, for, for p- other people to hear it who might right now be letting those fears win and to, you know. Don't maybe, let them win, people. Or at Don't least start to them. recognize when you do let them. You know, that yeah. take that step one, even if, mm-hmm. even if they still win sometimes. Yeah. You know. Elizabeth Gilbert, have you read her book, Big Magic? I've read pieces of it. Did I give it to you? Oh, I have it there. If okay. You borrow I it. I do. Anyways, yes. but she has this great little chapter on fear and yeah. how she talks about uh, how you're driving and fear can sit in the back seat. It can't uh-huh. drive. Uh-huh. It doesn't have control over the radio, yeah. Yeah. but fear can be in the car, mm-hmm. but it sits in the back seat mm-hmm. and it has no controls. Mm-hmm. It does not participate. It's just there. Give it some goldfish and let it snack. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay, fear. If you see something that's like really like, you know, yeah. we're a threat. If we're about to run into see it. something, like but you don't get to talk, you know, you yeah. don't get to turn the radio or make yeah. any life changing decisions. I like that. So I really... I don't know. When you said yeah. that, it really sat with me. Um, yeah, there's back to um, that often. something that Brene Brown talks a lot mm-hmm. about, which is um, showing up authentically. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a fan of that word only because mm-hmm. I feel like it's gotten overused, but Yeah, these fine. are all words. Yeah. 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 Um, but she talks about how, you know, you, you can show up two ways. One is, you know, you're we're always craving connection. Um, and you might be with people who, you know, you might feel like they would not like you necessarily if you showed up as who you were. And so you kind of, um, show up inauthentically in order to please them, but then you don't feel connected because you know, you are not actually connecting. It's this, you know, mask that you've presented. Mm -hmm. Um, or you can show up authentically and, Maybe sometimes people aren't going to connect with you, but at least you know mm-hmm. that you put yourself out there as you. And if you continue to do that, you're going to find your people who you do deeply connect with. And yes. that's the only way that that's going to happen is if you show up always um, as you. as you. Yeah. Even if there are those moments where it feels really uncomfortable because nobody gets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally... <laughs> I think that you are a very good example of that. Aw. Yeah, you do. 
I mean, we've just, I won't go into your personal <laughs> thing, but yeah. I like to chew my soup. Yes. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking of? Yes. <laughs> we don't have, that'll be our inside thing. Yes. But yes. But that, but yeah, you <laughs> definitely are like, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm going to just do this anyways. Uh-huh. And then I have seen you do it, like practice that, you know, yeah. being uncomfortable and yeah. just like, well, if that person doesn't like me, whatever. Yep. And uh, that has been very inspiring for me. And I, I don't feel like I'm necessarily inauthentic, but you have just inspired me to be even more so. Oh, I feel Thank the you. same way. Oh, yeah. yay. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Are we done? I, I think... I think Maybe. this is good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we're going to do this again at yeah, some point. Absolutely. But thank you for, and we both have busy schedules, especially you, because you're about to travel again this week. Yeah. Um, so thank you that for taking great. time. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Bye.